Hello and welcome to MiceCast with your host Greg, Mike, and I'm going to try Tonto. <laughs> Tonto? You know, I, I didn't get the board hooked up today, partly was the reason I couldn't find a Tonto clip. I was looking all over for me Tonto or, you know, <laughs> thank you Kimasabi or something. I couldn't find anything without taking a lot of time to rip something off of an old TV show. Yeah, um, a, a listener had tweeted me saying that, you know, if I'm having such trouble with Geronimous, they suggested Tonto because it rolls off the tongue a little better and that, you know, there's a Disney movie with Tonto in it now, so it might fit. You know, I found an interesting yeah, thing that said um, uh, one of the old actors had, you know, had been out acting or doing gigs as um, the Lone Ranger and he got sued by none, none other than Rather. And oh, because yeah, wondered, rather owned yeah. Yeah, I wondered if that's where Disney um, acquired the rights to that was through the rather purchase. Yeah, I remember that was uh, Clayton Moore, the who yes, was, was the Lone Ranger. Yes, that would make sense. I wonder if uh, you know some research would you know it probably uncover would, that you know, answer. Maybe the uh, overpaid intern should get on you know get into that. Oh, he sent me some over unders. We can do those today too. Good. All right, so along the lines of social networking and people contacting via social networking, someone asked me, also via Twitter, if I had heard of some of these social clubs. Have you heard of the social clubs? Have you heard of a social club called Main Street Elite? Okay, first of all, where are these social clubs socializing? Is it a Twitter group, a Facebook group, or just some... In the park. These people socialize in the park. Okay, I understand that. But where did they find out about each other? The local gay bar? Oh, uh, at Acapulco? Well, all right, well, here. Blue I'll, Oyster. Uh, the Blue Oyster. <laughs> I'll tell you how I got asked about it. I, I was asked, um, uh, if we can comment on the new social club scene at Disneyland. Who are they and why do they all wear jean jackets? And I'm like, uh, I, have, I had never heard of them. You know, do you have any links you can share? So of course, apparently there was a fight over their turf at the pizza port, and then <laughs> wait, wait, wait—a physical fight? Yeah, well, supposedly, right? That's okay. that's what this okay. person. So I click on the link, and it takes me to you know <clears throat> a certain forums that are inhabited by a certain subset of Disney fans that we may or may not agree with, and um, I had a very interesting conversation that started with, "Hey, did you hear about the these these social clubs?" And they have their names. Main Street Elite. Let me get back to the first page. Um, the Neverlanders or something like that. Yeah, Main Street Elite, Neverlanders. Something about Wonderland as well. And they all talk, hey, you hear about these people? They're fighting on turf, whatever. You know, fighting over turf. And they wear uniforms. Wow, this 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 sounds like, you know, Greece. Live at Yes. Oh, be, oh, if you read if you read these these posts it makes jokes about Greece or the sharks and the jets, you know, um <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> West Side Story, Story, yeah. And it, and they have pictures of their of their very biker looking denim vests with very very biker looking patches on the back. It says Neverlanders, Disneyland, and has skull and crossbones, which are... Yeah, because it doesn't quite go to, you know, uh, Sam Crow and the uh, Sons of Anarchy, you know. doesn't quite fit for that kind of level, yeah, but, right? So I had never heard of them, so I was reading this thread, and apparently, you know, the 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 Mice Chat people are, you know, they're rampant, <laughs> they're rampantly uh, speculating, 
And then like three pages into it, some of the people from these social clubs join and then school them on, oh, no, we're all about fun and and uh, happiness and we get together, we get along great and blah, 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 blah. So Yeah, because you know how um, analytical the mice chat people can be. They never overreach for anything. Oh, okay, okay, so yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just wondering if, if um, you know, if Tonto over there had heard of the Neverlanders or the Main Street Elite or the Hitchhikers. This is actually, this is actually the first I've ever heard of this crap. Okay. Um, this is from one of those observant security <laughs> types. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know we we have we have a lot of regulars. Um, <laughs> There's some insight. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have a lot Sorry. of regulars, and some of them have their particular style of dress that they come in and everything. But I've never heard of any quote unquote social uh, clubs. Know, social clubs. I mean, we have like the uh, the uh, jazz. What is it? The big band dancers that like to come in. They've started that back up over at Fantasy Fair, and you know, a number of those. Probably most of that takes place at night. I'm not around there at night, so you, you this, do like I said, this is the park, first I've heard. What you do actually work in the park, right? Well, work is a four-letter word, and I was talking about the same four-letter words. Are you eating? I got a little snackage here. Yes, I can. I can. We're we're all hearing it. Did you see the link I, I dropped in there? Yes, I did, and I clicked into it. Um, are there any pictures? If I if go- you scroll down about halfway down, you'll see a picture of some Neverlanders in their gear. Oh, okay. Wow, tats and everything. Wow. Yeah. With their little rags uh, hanging out of their pockets, but you know what? These are like um, like cuts, you know, like uh, the bike, uh, uh, biker guys wear. But these definitely, other than the tattoos, aren't what I would actually think of you know, driving some Harleys down the road. But you never know; this might be your new type of Harley club. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't think so because <laughs> they all like they all Harley with mouse ears on it. They all yeah. claim to be you know love and peace. Yeah. Well, so do all the bikers clubs. You know, they're they're not into anything but sharing the road with people and enjoying the great outdoors. We know that. Come on. Like, like okay, so this one guy, you know, he comments, and he's from the Main Street Elite. He says, we are a prime example of a dud. Don't judge a book by its cover. We're all just Disney nerds trying to go and be kids again. All our vests are decked out in Disney patches and Disney pins, and we definitely make it a point to be nothing but on our best behavior. So I personally love the park tree nothing was uh, treated with nothing but respect. As far as fights, I'd love to fight and get banned from Disneyland for life. Said no one ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because so, I, I don't on. think Disney's going to put up with actual fist fights between these. <laughs> yeah, no, um, these gangs. <laughs> so yeah, I just someone had asked if if we had heard of these groups and yeah. I've been to the yep. park what twice in two years. So no, I I. Hadn't heard of I hadn't heard of them before he dropped these uh, things. I was like, are you kidding? You know, and I'm looking at these jackets and the pictures and everything. I've never seen them. This is the first time I've ever seen any of these things. Frontline cast members, you know. Well, maybe they come when he's off. You know, he's got the... Yeah, you know, it could be, yeah. He's night, got the best you know, bid. Nighttime stuff. Who knows? Interesting. Right. So, yeah, that, that was uh, submitted to us by a guy named John. John Chua. You know, we got one other email. I got to pull up here on the, either the iPad or the the iPhone because for some reason my my client isn't pulling it up on the computer. Some password issue or something. But 
Oh, wait, I don't have it on the that one. We got an email that I do want to address because it's it's something we've talked about a few times. I don't know if you got it, Mike. It was addressed to, to you and me, but I don't know if it actually went to you. It I didn't see your address actually in the mail. Had to do with uh, Paris. Uh, let's see. Would it come in on Sunday? Yeah, this time Paris from Bitter Soup. Yes. So I thought, you know, since this has been kind of an on and off going conversation over time, you know, this is what I really wanted to talk about tonight was something that I guess the mice chat people unofficially broke last week, but the official announcement was just a few days ago. Whatever the day I called you was the official announcement to the press about the uh, the handicraft no longer getting priority service, but. Um, since this email came up, I really wanted to address this, and you're the only one that's actually been there. But I have a, a that you know of us three, but I've got another angle to to discuss. Okay. About it. So uh, I'll read the email. We can go over. It shouldn't take us too long. So uh, Mike and Greg, you know how much? Just out of curiosity, Mike, how many emails do you get that are just Mike and Greg and never address Tonto? <laughs> I get quite a few. <laughs> I, I'm just like, don't they know there's a third person on this, uh, this show? Oh, you know, like this one, they he sent it to a separate or something because I don't see you getting it either. So, but okay, so just just the way he uh, addressed it, correct? Okay, uh, so Mike and Greg, I know the condition of Disneyland Paris has been an ongoing heated argument since Jeff from Houston originally visited there and discussed his trip on MiceCast. The link below is an article on dailymail.co.uk about Disneyland Paris. The headline reads, Broken Down Rides, Reheated Food, and Cancelled Shows. Now, I'm going to stop right there a second. I, when I read that, I immediately replied to this guy saying, oh, sounds like a day at Disneyland or the Magic Kingdom. Uh, because <laughs> there have been times when we thought that ourselves about our, our local parks. Um, so, thousands of people across Britain and Europe, signed petition against Disneyland Paris amid claims it's literally, and this is quoting, literally falling apart. And so they give a big, long link to the article. Please discuss next episode. Well, I didn't, you know, I'm not doing this because he says do it next episode. I'm doing it because I got somewhat of a dog in the, in the fight, if you will. Only okay. because I went to this, this website and, and read it. And about, they said hundreds of Britons have signed this, and I think a few thousand of Europeans. Now, they've had 16 million visitors last year, one of their biggest years ever. So, 5,000, eh, that's a fart in church. I don't think anybody gives a crap. They, you know, they're, they're trying to get Disney's attention like Disney's letting it go. And this is, seems to be an ongoing discussion, and... We three have an acquaintance or a friend, however you want to consider him these days, that goes at least once a year, sometimes twice a year, because his sister, I think, lives in the Netherlands now. I forgot where she lives. Um, our friend David. Okay. So he goes enough to see it year after year. Okay. I, I don't remember you describe, other than you having some of the issues with off-season things closed and dining closing early, which seems to me, other than Epcot, Seems to be a uh, a thing at all the parks. 
you know, we've discussed this before, even for Disneyland. Where's, sure. where's, di- where's dining late night? So I didn't find that yeah. to be all that big, <laughs> big of a deal. Try to go right? find the snack at eight thirty. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. So you know, to see that being also at uh, Paris Disneyland to me was no big freaking deal. Um, I'm actually going to forward this to myself on my other computer so I can actually look up the. Uh, did you pull the article up yourself? Yes, I'm looking at it. Okay. Um, so th- there's a lot of photographs of what apparently would be the park in a rather distasteful uh, presentation to the public. And I guarantee you right now, I could go to di- any of the Disney parks and probably find enough photos. And if they're shot tight enough to make you think Disneyland, Magic Kingdom, any of them look like they're falling apart because there's always something i've never seen the park perfect you know for many 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 years uh so i mean what, what do you what do you think you were just recently there so you got a first-hand glimpse at it uh i don't know if you noticed any of these particular things that uh he is sending i can't afford right. myself. okay so i'm looking at um, i'm looking at the website right it gets down okay. to the meat of Petition titled, uh, highlighted range issues, literally fun, including maintenance. The upkeep of parks and attractions have been neglected. All right. So uh, I did I did notice that lots of, um, you know, the Q uh, banisters, the Q rails, right, had, mm-hmm. hadn't been painted in a, certain, in, a, in a long time because there's many, many spots where it was wore down and you could see the three different colors that that it had been. It had been over a period of time. Yes. Yeah. All right. So that, you know, uh, and my wife even noticed, and she's not, she usually doesn't notice details like that. Okay. Um, and like there is bits of, uh, what would you call divots in the hardscape or chipped hardscape that sure they would try to patch up and sometimes it comes out and doesn't look so good and other times it's fine. You know, those are the main um, real very glaringly obvious to me things and i also talked about you know the they let you know people climbing up on the hills or whatever i don't i'm sure that doesn't help keep it a a nice clear appearance when there's paths worn out in the grass that where people aren't supposed to be walking to begin with see that's something i noticed that uh i didn't notice it back when like richard and i went or mark and i went in the 80s to epcot but here in the modern days of epcot when I've returned in the 2000s, I noticed a lot of those green areas that are elevated, you know, in the big concrete bunkers, if you will. And people are up there laying and sunning and snoring. And I didn't see that in the 80s when the park first opened. And I was really surprised by that because, you know, Disneyland, everywhere you've got, you know, these little rails. And we constantly kept people off the grass or, you know, to keep landscape pretty nice. Um so I could see how that could potentially, I don't know if it's a, you know, I don't go to Epcot enough to know if it's a real problem or not. Uh, but, they, you know, they've got this picture here of, uh, I think this is Space Mountain. Where yeah, it looks like Space Mountain. Pieces falling off. You know, quite frankly, unless you're an annual pass holder every day, a truck might have hit it last night. Yeah. Took a picture the next day. <laughs> yes. And it makes the park look like it's falling apart, right? Um I'm sure I could go out and find a bunch of rails at Disneyland. And they used to be like uh, quite a bit until the 50th. A lot of things at Disneyland looked no better than what people are complaining about here at Paris Disneyland. Uh, I agree. And I- Disneyland, you know, Disney owns 100% of Disneyland. They don't own 100% of 
uh, Paris, Paris Disneyland. Uh, so I think they put in here what thirty eight percent, thirty eight percent. But I, I I find it funny when I hear things like therefore I feel it's unfair that Disneyland Paris has been allowed to decline so sadly. Well, then don't pay money to go there. Yeah, I mean unfair. It's like they're doing it on purpose. Um, which, you know, was an argument at Disneyland for a while. Oh, Michael Eisner's not spending any money on Disneyland. Well, this decay is not too, you because know, I got there, what, four years after, see, 80, yeah, four years after uh, Eisner came in. There was some stuff that was obviously not four years of decay, not four years of dry rot. This is was a systematic decline or less uh, maintenance that had been done over years, you know. But I don't know. I, I saw this and I thought, you know, thousands, you know, a few hundred and Britain have signed this thing. I don't know. I, you know, our, our buddy says he didn't, he never sees things like the pictures that uh, Jeff, and I know Jeff's like hyper, um, I, I, won't, I don't want to say hypersensitive, hypercritical. I mean, he, he says bad things about chain restaurants all the time, and not every chain restaurant's bad. Not everything, every person that works for another employer is bad. You know, he's always saying what dumb, how dumb it is for people to work for people, work for yourself. Yeah, well. He, he, he's a hyper, you know, critical person in a lot of things so this this article is interesting i don't know if it's you know again a true representation you're the last you're the only person that's been there within a few months i would okay that i know i wouldn't know about budget cuts i wouldn't know about shows we made no effort to see any shows um i know they had a parade going Oh, there again, showed that you thanks for reminding me because i was just scrolling down how long have we compl- been complaining and noticed there's been a huge de- decline of shows in the park in entertainment. We said, you know, wh- where's all the entertainment we used to get? Now, we managed to still have parades or character cavalcades or whatever's going on. But, you know, as, a, as youths, we were used to seeing <laughs> at least five nighttime shows going on somewhere. As what? <laughs> you know, there was something going on in every land, and now we maybe get one land, right? I mean, so... Um, I don't know. Maybe Disneyland Paris is starting to feel, you know, they're getting the feeling of what we felt like at Disneyland for a while. I don't know. Well, well, what I would, would want to say is first, the two points that you made are excellent points. We don't know when those pictures were taken. It could have been the course over several months. And yeah, that, that one item could have been broken last night and you happen to catch the picture today. And the next item that you have a broken item could have been broken several weeks later, and you just happen to be there to take the picture. The other thing is, if you're going to get nitpicking, you're going to find, and you're going to want to look for these things, you will find them. No matter how perfect things are, you're going to find the problems if you really want to go take the time to look for them. But I will say, there's also times where you have uh, patterns where you know you're paying attention to one thing, and you kind of let other things go by the wayside because you're paying more attention to one thing. When we first opened up uh california adventure here in anaheim a lot of things started we i don't want to say decline but they were letting things go on some of the things we were all noticing how the paint was really chipping on the rooftop and on some of the buildings on main street uh certain rails uh when they did get something that bumped into them whether it was a vehicle or one of the uh carts or something that hit it and bent it 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 took some time before uh, anybody bothered to come? They they just touched it up with paint, but they didn't bend it back necessarily where it was supposed to be, and it was mostly because a lot of the efforts were being done in California Adventure. And you go through these kind of cycles. When we got to the 50th anniversary, then everything's being touched up, it's being taken care of, and everything. And I've mentioned the joke that uh, Matt Weemit made 
on more than one occasion, Matt Weinman being the president at the time, going, going to Burbank arguing for money on things that should have been fixed in the first place. Um, I think possibly Paris is just starting to show its age. It's coming up to, what, we're at 20 years now? And it's at times where you're coming through certain cycles, and it's like, yeah, it's they're, they're spending time looking at other events, other things. We got Shanghai being built, and we're, it's not that we're intentionally missing them, and it's not like we're being negligent, but it's just there are some things that are going to fall through the crack here and there, and they'll catch up and fix them you know, as time goes by. Well, and quite frankly, Disney's only responsible, you know, this sounds really kind of, flippant but they're only responsible for 38 percent of this though it is their name <laughs> on the door you know it is, is their reputation 39.8 actually closer 39. to f- call it 40 okay 40 percent. and it, it, i found some other things interesting dishes of industrial pre-cooked meals are served in mere minutes after taking order everything is okay so quick service everything's everything's cooked uh, but they're, they're talking about um at table um uh, Table service restaurants. Oh, okay, I ate at both a table and a quick service. The table service was, you know, buffet. Mm-hmm. So there was yes. fresh yeah. food being put in the buff into the steam table. But I, you know, I wonder. Let's say you went on a day that wasn't that busy, because one of the ones made me think it wasn't that busy. Let's say it was an Italian. You know, I don't know what kind of restaurant. I'll just I'll just throw out Italian because it, it's just an easy analogy for me. Do you think when you ordered the uh, chicken Alfredo? fettuccine that you know they went and started boiling some water to throw some noodles in and started mixing up the sauce most likely their main dishes especially things like that there's a there's a fairly large tub mm-hmm. of you know that's kept warm and replenished as you know they use it it's quite literally maybe very easy to get a quick service of that depending on you know how busy the place is what everybody else at your table ordered you know that i'm not trying to make an excuse here but when you know 5000 people are upset and they get 60 million visitors a year this sounds like annual pass holder complaints to me and it is exactly it that be. is i mean i, I think mean, I don't three know. of us i i think the three of us have been around uh large food places between being in the Disney parks and also going to Vegas, you know a lot of that stuff, the stuff that they can throw in a refrigerator and hold for a few hours during the day, a lot of that stuff is pre-prepared ahead of time. And when you make your order, the stuff that needs to be done freshly, whether that's steak or just getting everything just right, they'll do that real quick and then throw it on the plate. So uh, you have your fresh meal, but you know, your your salads, a lot of that stuff is all done, you know, hours ahead of time. Is just kept, you know, cold or hot, whichever the case may be. Exactly like your uh, noodles and your sauces and Italian foods. Those are things that have been there for the last couple hours, and they're just adjusting them to what your order is. What well, I don't get this, and you tell me if I'm missing something here. The petition, which claims the park's quality has been sacrificed in a bid to boost attendance figures and reduce cost, another blow for Disneyland Paris, which has recently been the subject of much controversy. Now, if you purposely allow the quality of your park to go down, how does that boost attendance? Because I would think that if people see the brand faltering, or you're hearing a lot of complaints that it's just not what it, like, let's say Knott's. Knott's is a good example of a park that has not been run well, and its attendance is way down. 
their their pricing, which used to be almost, you know, on spot with Disney, maybe ten bucks cheaper, has way way long time ago stopped trying to keep up because they just can't compare. They've gone through really some bad cycles, and the word's out on the street. People know it. A lot of people only go once a year, if that, and that's to the haunt. They don't even bother with the park at any other time. And I think it's kind of a compare. Now, Knott's doesn't have quite the name that Disney has, but it's a park that I've seen have this kind of stuff happen. So I don't see why you would sacrifice quality to bid, uh, to boost attendance. I don't see how that works. I think your first comment hits the nail on the head. You have a select group, albeit maybe four or 5,000 people, but when you compare that to the millions of people that go there every year, you just have a select group of people that are just very unhappy, that are not going to be satisfied no matter what you do. You have them everywhere. We get them at Disneyland as well. And what I say is if you don't like it, then don't come. That's the best way to vote is don't spend your money. Yeah, I, True. I, I find some of the writing here interesting. Now, can either one of you tell me what um, gendarmes are? Gendarmes, police. Yeah. Okay, so earlier this year, Ural Disney, the company that runs Disneyland Paris, I didn't know that they kept that name and just changed the park, um, and two former gendarmes were fined 150,000 euros for spying, for using spying tactics on candidates applying for jobs at the theme parks. Have you ever heard of this? No. I just wondered if it's like background checks, you know, something that maybe is not common in Europe. I don't know. I just thought, thought that was interesting. And this other one that... Um, However, it has been considered a poorer imitation of its sister resort in Florida, which has three times more parks and considerably better weather. Oh, bull crap. And again, the... the it's not three times more parks. There's two parks. It's twice as many. Yeah. Well, they're counting the water parks. Well, they might be. Oh, but it's, okay. It's, it's, in my mind, at least what I've seen, it's never been sold as the vacation kingdom of the world. It was originally sold as Disneyland Paris or Euro Disneyland. Yes, they had, a, they had a lot of hotels, but it wasn't exactly sold. I, at least, I wasn't in Europe, so maybe in Europe it was, you know, promoted differently yeah. to be the destination that Florida is. The way I was, the way when we were first building it and it was first being presented to us at Disneyland and at, uh, you know, out here, is it was going to be a comparison, a little bit larger version than what Disneyland in Anaheim is, where we have... A couple parks, we have a couple hotels and everything, but yeah, the uh, well, I don't back want to call then, there would have there would have only been one park. Yeah, but I want to say, yeah, we didn't have we were talking about Westcott, but that's a whole other story back then. But it was never ever meant to be in compare direct comparison to Florida. Florida is a like you said, vacation kingdom to the world. Once in a you know, I don't know about that. Kind. I don't know about that because they have they have like four hotels there now well they they <laughs> opened with um they opened just this, with the one no 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 they, they had disneyland uh, the disneyland paris hotel but they had because they were done by famous architects that's why i know about them there's a western theme one there was one that was like uh themed by uh like new york new york yep uh with the ice skating so you had the western one the uh almost the, like a wilderness lodge one. almost like a wilderness lodge. yeah so there were like thing. four there were like you had the one at the door and then you had the ones that were Let's say resorty, if you will, which I understand aren't even run or owned by Disney anymore. Some of those have been sold off, uh, uh, to the best of my knowledge. Well, if you, you try you to know. if you try to um, book like quotation uh, uh, um, packages through 
uh, Disneyland Paris. They you have, still book them on the, but you can also book um, the Swalfin through Disney, can't you? True, but these so these yeah, they're on property, but I th- I. Th- you look it up. I bet you that at least one or two of those were sold or are being operated by a hotel chain rather than Disney. All right, I'm going to. But you got to remember, even in Anaheim, we still have the three hotels, and and Disneyland can nowhere be compared to what Florida has. Okay, so there's five Disney hotels in Paris Disneyland. There's a Disneyland Hotel. Yep. There's the Hotel New York. Yep. Newport Bay Club. Okay. Sequoia Lodge, uh-huh. and the Hotel Cheyenne, uh-huh. five. Those are called. Oh, partner. Oh, and there's a sixth one, Santa Fe, and the Davy yep. Crockett Ranch. Oh, the Davy Crockett. That's the one. So there's plenty, right? Then yep. they have what they call list. There are partner hotels, which are like the next train stop over in Val de. I don't know how to say it. it's Val de Val de, de Europe. <laughs> there's a D in front of Europe. Don't don't try it. Val de Europe. <laughs> Sounds French to me. Uh, so there's like there's like a whole bunch of hotels there. And we looked to actually stay in one of those places before we decided on our the course actually did end up taken. But that's seven Disney properties for two parks. Seven. Well, yeah, but look at it. People might come there from different countries that aren't just driving home. So, but it was still opened as you know one park, and the downtown Disney and the second park was added prematurely, in a lot of people's opinion, but. You know, there it is. But it opened with a lot of hotels. I think they expected a lot of guests. And I think I, that's why I read some of those were sold because they weren't filling up quite the way they expected um, in the beginning. And I want to say somewhere in this article, it says that uh, uh, Paris Disneyland is the number one European attraction now. I believe that's correct. Which I found interesting. They they do more than, uh, I forgot, they do more than the Louvre and... Uh, the Eiffel Tower combined. Yeah, well, there's not a whole lot going on there at the Eiffel Tower. It's climbing some stairs, <laughs> climb some stairs, look out. Okay. How many people do you think? Oh, I mean, they say they, they saw 16 million people go through there. And the guy keeps writing ornate gates every time he says something about the gate. And it's just, it, I don't know, just, it's rubbing me wrong. It's they're almost not, like iron, you know, he's like rubbing it in the, the ornate gates. And they can't they're not that ornate. But and there's, there, there's one, it's the writing style, maybe, you know. There's one other thing that you also got to keep in mind, too, is where the resort was placed. If you remember the original plan, there was a debate whether they should build in France or build in Spain. I think the Spanish site was Barcelona. Those were the two, you might say, um, uh, finalists. Right. And the decision, the reason they put it where it was outside of Paris was because the anticipation that this wasn't going to be the sole location. People are going to go outside the bubble to go see other sites, and they figure that having it near Paris, where people are going to be visiting the Eiffel Tower and climbing the stairs to look around, uh, would be a lot more, you would have a lot better chance with the tourist trade than you would in Barcelona, where you could go out and see the very old soccer stadium that was used for the Olympics. That's po- that's probably right. I, you know. It's not that far out of a metropolitan area, but I, I would submit to you that the weather in Spain would have been better. Oh, I, 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 uh, I don't want to call Paris central, but I think traveling to Paris makes it a little more, not in the middle, but it, it favored you know travel a little better than the extra distance to Spain from the north. 
Well, they were also there was a lot of other things. They were talking about the TGV. They're also they were also anticipating the channel and the yeah. It's more centralized to Europe, but one of the things that was definitely part of it was the anticipation that people are going to be going outside the bubble and that there was more likelihood that people would come visit them from visiting Paris than people come visiting them from visiting Barcelona. Yeah, well, Paris is, you know, if you take Europe as a whole, I'd say Paris is a little bit more centrally located. You know, it's good access to United Kingdom. It's not that far from every place else. I just, when I look at a map of Europe and thinking Barcelona's a small podunk town on the ocean compared to Paris, which is, you know... I personally wanted Madrid. But that's another story. Madrid, yeah. But see, I mean, if you look at the the landmass of Europe, Madrid's... Well, it's no different than starting in California, I suppose. <laughs> bah, anyway. Good thing we didn't go in Greece. Yeah. Well, considering there's really probably no room in Greece to do something like this. Well, also it'd be, you know... BK by now. Yeah. To the ground. Or bankrupt. I'm actually clicking and checking all the hotels. I swear I read somewhere, and maybe I just misunderstood, that uh, they were no longer operating a couple of these uh, hotels. But so far, everything I'm finding says that Euro Disney SCA is operating them. So I thought they shut down certain hotels just during certain periods. Um, it could were, be. I, I don't know. Mike, when you were there, did you notice the I, one I thought I remember is the New York one, the Rockefeller Center, was shut down the majority of the time. I did not leave the park but once to discover that the studios had been closed already. So I... Well, you know, New York is one of the smaller ones. It's a Michael Graves hotel. It's only 565 rooms compared to, like, the Bay Club and Sequoia, which are each over a 1,000. Yeah. One of the Cheyenne's over a 1,000. The Santa Fe's over a 1,000. And Crockett's is like six hundred, you know, 595. Well, the, the Santa it's fairly Fe- small. The, the small. <laughs> smell the Santa Fe and the Cheyenne are the the low end ones, right? They're the value oh, resorts. The values, okay, yeah. that makes some sense. Okay, well, that's that's pretty much. I just want to you know partly address what the guy said. Now, I don't know if he's ever. I don't think he, in his email he said whether or not he'd ever been there. He just was pointing out the article, and you know he might be a you know a big Jeff from Houston fan, so kind of backing up his story. I don't know, but. uh that's just you know, just my two cents. I've never been there. You know, Mike, you've been there. I've got friends that have been there quite often, and uh, in fact, I had talked to one of them after he posted those pictures of the trash and all that, and he, he he just laughed. He says, "I've never seen it like this." He goes, "I go you know once or twice a year, and I've never seen it like this." I don't remember seeing overflowing trash cans. I do remember being frustrated by lots of stuff being closed, though. Yeah, and you were there what off season? Uh, I would call it a shoulder. It was June. It was pretty busy. But they consider they do in in, in it, the locals consider that off season. High season okay. would be July and August. I say didn't yeah didn't our electrical engineer Brainiac tell yes. us that uh, you know it was off season and you didn't plan well. Yeah, yeah. I mean the first uh, the first time I went on my own to Florida with Mark, we didn't plan so well. You know, in the September first <laughs> of October, forget forget the Epcot thing. We just went at a time where the park wasn't open late. There was absolutely nothing to do at night. Other than maybe campfire songs at because uh, we were staying in the uh, campground anyway, so that that would have been okay. But we were too young to rent a car, and that was a freaking long night with nothing to do. Sit at the bar, Less. you know. 
less than you, Mike. Well, you at least had a liquor store a block away that you can go run and get, do a beer run at. <laughs> oh, yeah, 5,000 signatures. To me, so far, it says, doesn't, you know, it's not even a, a blip on the map. Uh, you know, now, if it's truly this bad, I hope they do address it. But I don't know. Like, say, I, I could have easily written this article for Disneyland not that long ago. I, and I actually believe I could have written it for the Michael uh, Magic Kingdom even uh, less time than I would have written it for Disneyland because I was kind of appalled the last time. The first few times I was at the Magic Kingdom in the you know, 2005, 2006, I was like, you must be kidding. Really? This is not what I remember you know, from the 80s. There was a lot of stuff I would have gone, oh, my God, what is happening to this place? Um, so, anyways. All right, let's move on then to uh, the social club thing kind of cracks me up. <laughs> now, I wonder, have you heard of the social apps? Uh, see, Richard, you have a smartphone now, right? You finally caught up with the rest of the world? Uh, I'm, I'm almost all the way into the 21st century. Okay. There's, there's a uh, social app called Meetup. And there's also a website that goes with it. Let's say um, you like photography. You can find meetup groups that do photography. And they're like, oh, today we're going out to the wetlands and do nature. Okay, You can go meet up and people share hobbies. Some people just meet up to go to movies. They're movie enthusiasts. Some people do it as networking for business. You know, there's a bunch of realtors. There are some bankers. They all go have breakfast and they, you know, they look for people that aren't what they already do and share business leads and stuff like that. So there's all kinds of things and you can start your own meetup if you want. So I wondered if, um, if that's how some of these people met up or it was just people who were always in the park and noticed each other there all the time. I'm, I'm kind of, kind of curious in a way how, how they got their start. Uh, and I find them to be kind of funny. Um, and the whole turf war is just hilarious, but <laughs> For what it is, you know. All right, I wanted to get to the uh, the gimpy thing, you know. <laughs> the what's, gimpy what's, thing. <laughs> what's going to happen? You know, and again, I heard this on the radio, what, um, was it less than a week ago, Dude, right? It was Mike? like Tuesday. You called Tuesday me, night. I want to say you called me Tuesday. And it was it was just coming over the, the airwaves on KFI, the local powerhouse uh, talk AM here in uh, California. And it had just hit the news. Now, I guess they did mention, Mike says, well, I already heard this because like, on Mike's chat or something. And then later in the... Monday, when, sorry, it was Monday. Later when the actual um, talk show host was talking about it, because it was just a little news nugget that they popped in, he actually mentioned that it the, that it, this news had been circulating on some social sites, and it did mention the Disney watchdog, uh, Mike's <laughs> chat. And, but it had not been made official till that day when they talked about it which i found you know somewhat interesting so my chat still is managing to get inside news when disney would probably prefer it not to be out there uh, but i like what i'm hearing that some of the quotes from the people who thought this is horrible i thought need to just suck it they're up. all just up in arms about and now and, and you know what's funny is that i want to say the 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 guest assistance card thing has been so lax for so long the people can rationalize why they need it now. Well, let's, let's when, ask when the bef- frontline cast when before, if she knows anything about when, this. When before, you know, it's just either you don't go or you deal. And you're, our frontline cast member is supposed to get special training on the new system. Are you not? Not me. I have nothing to do with it. I thought all cast members would be dealing with these people. 
no, those, are going to get trained. It's, it's going to be a combination of guest services, City Hall, who has to deal with it directly, and okay, well, let me ask you this, Richard. Have to deal with it. You're front line, <coughs> sort of. You're walking around, supposed to be noticing things, <coughs> social clubs, um, <laughs> and people walk <laughs> to you and ask yeah, you right. questions like, where's the restroom? Where can I smoke? You know, where can I get a hand job? And where do you go to go to the back door when you're handicapped? So don't you think you need to know something about it in an official capacity, not a passing capacity of I don't give a crap? Uh, after I tell them I don't give them a crap uh, or crap in our hands and throw it at people, whichever the case may be, uh, I tell them you need to go talk to the person right over there at the attraction because every attraction is an individual they have different ways of how they handle things okay so you're just sending them straight to an attraction uh whichever attraction lead or whoever okay i i find that hard to believe that you're not going to get any training on on the new system because no we've 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 had a couple briefings and we've been told on some of the stuff and um as I've been told by a number of people, we've actually been doing this over at Radiator Spring Racers for the last few months. That was kind of the test bed to see if this how how well this system would work. And I guess they like what they see because they're putting it through the rest of the resort. Okay, now let's see what what is getting to the public and what I'm understanding from what radio show hosts and news people are saying. And if it's what you understand is actually going to happen in the park. Okay. So, you and I are there. And I've got my trusty, you know, uh, ECV because I'm too lazy to walk. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. my I broke my ankle, so I'm in a wheelchair and ECV. I usually would just go to the back door, but now, no, you, you get a fast pass type receipt and are told to come back at, let's say, 3 o'clock, and then I have to go to a, well, as they claimed on the radio, a shorter line but I still have to wait, but I'm given a time to come back. Is that somewhat accurate? Uh, kind of, not really. Um, the, first, you got to understand that there are a multitude of different scenarios on it, and they're trying to cover as many of the scenarios as they can. If a person has an ECV or a wheelchair... Uh, they're told just to go on the regular line in the majority of the attractions. There are quite a few that are not ADA compliant, and you have to make other accommodations. But for like uh, the by far the majority of the stuff over at uh, California Adventure and all that, the lines will accommodate ECVs and wheelchairs, and they're just being told. Oh, that must be wheelchair. going over like you know. A they've total been doing they've been doing that fart. for a long time. The oh wait, ones, wait 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 wait! I've been with some people in those conditions and there was no waiting in line it was straight to the back door and, yeah. it, and we were taking straight they're, to the spo- they're supposed door. to start enforcing it now yeah they've been if they've the been ride, trying to go back for the last couple months they've really been trying to go back and if the regular it. queue is ada compliant get in line with the rest of the unwashed masses right um okay you don't know how where much I, the, I know you do i don't i don't <laughs> <laughs> i know because when we opened the damn Indiana Jones and we had those lines and people bitched and moaned about how they couldn't go to the back door, and then they totally effed it up with the uh, yeah, and they and they, and they and they bowed down, you know, kowtowed to the whole thing. They're not supposed to be doing that. They're supposed to be ba- they're supposed to be backing it up and say and enforcing. Okay, the all right. So here, here's a, here's a good question okay, for you. Then, so, Shaft. so let me give you a different scenario. This okay. is the one that has been explained to me. 
let's say you're going to into the park and you have someone that for whatever reason is autistic or whatever else cannot handle standing in a 90 minute line uh there, there's just there's just some something that prevents them from being able to handle that 90 minute wait, and we need to be able to get directly on, directly off. What they would do is they would be directed to one of several different locations. Yes, services is going to be uh, putting people out. I've, I've been told booths. I don't know if they're just going to be standing out kiosks, there. Kiosks, kiosks is the term they're throwing. They out said there. kiosk. I don't know if that means like it's going to be a little podium like they have at the info board or what. A, f- a folding table with an easy up over it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but they'll be directed to one of these guest service people, where the guest will explain what the situation is. The guest service person would take into account, you know, the criteria that they're supposed to follow, and then they will take a look. What's the current wait time on that attraction? 90 minutes. So they'll give them a fast pass that has a timestamp of 90 minutes from now and say, go take this back to the attraction. They'll let you right on right away. You don't oh, have to wait. Okay. So let me, okay. But let me understand this. So uh, let me pick an attraction that's got fast pass that's not ADA compliant at Space Disneyland. Mount. Okay, thank you. Space Mountain. I wasn't going to go there, but that's fine. So right now, let's say Space Mountain's a 160-minute wait. And I find, now, is this kiosk going to be close by, or are they going to have to go down to, like, you know, the place on the hub? No, or they, down? They've, been, they've been saying that they're going to put numerous ones. So I'm going to make an assumption here. I am going to assume and say that they're going to probably have them at key locations near major attractions like Space Mountain. Okay, so let's uh, say there's one by the... Pirates, the, Mansion, that type okay. of stuff. Let's say they put one of those then out by where they used to do the uh, that kingdom game or whatever with the cards right over there by interactions. Right. Okay, so I push you over there and you're you're drooling and you know you you can't wait and all that. And I say to the nice cast member here, my friend Tonto is drooling and he can't you know he can't take a ninety minute ride. And they first look at him and say, can he transfer on his own? Because you got to be able to transfer on your own in this attraction. Oh yes, he just drools, but he can transfer on his own. Okay. Uh, I, I look in, up the attractions, and they say it's a 160 minute wait. So they hand you a fast pass for two people. I'm assuming because there's just the two of us there. Oh, sir, is there any more drooling people with you, or are there wheelchairs? No, just us two. Here's a fast pass. I'm hoping for two and come back to the ride in 160 minutes that's what you're saying richard that is what i have been told and my understanding okay so they (laughs) they, do the drilling dude some more (laughs) 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 do you guys watch breaking bad no i'm waiting for it to finish so then i can binge watch the whole thing so the guy in the wheelchair that kept going that doesn't make any sense to you yet no you haven't seen the Jimmy Fallon spoof that covered all, no. all seasons. Oh my God, you, it would give it away. You once it's over, you have to go back and look this up because it's it's actually done really, really, really well. Okay, now real what quick, is, did you see the uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, spoof? The uh, I don't watch Game Jimmy Fallon. Desk. No, I don't watch Jimmy Fallon. So a guy at school that knows oh, I watch because it was on, it's on YouTube bad. too. Game of Desk. Okay, I don't it care. I don't watch. I don't watch Game it's of Thrones. Hilarious. Yet, so. Um, 
but I understand what you say. It probably is funny, but I don't watch Game of Thrones. Karen does. I don't. But I watch the other one only because I watch Breaking Bad. But it all has to deal with the late night talk show wars. Okay, I don't care. Um, Keep just going. Telling you. Right, go on. Oh, so it's not off Game of Thrones. It's about the late night talk show. Again, I don't watch late night talk shows because I find them all to be a bunch of. Uh, it's almost as bad as reality TV. Um, okay. I find uh, Craig Gilborn the best. Oh, that's nice. Um, they totally derailed us here. So the sorry, it's going to be. If, so if the line minutes. is 160 minutes, they're going to be a fast pass to come back in 160 minutes. That's the way I've. It's explained under, to you. That's what I've been told is how. So that 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 is okay. That is fair. Um, I think because you're not you're not getting the cut lines. Then you're waiting the same time everybody, roughly the same time everybody else would be. Now, Space Mountain, for example, though mixes Fast Pass in with all the unwashed masses for that last, you know, what could be right a fair amount of time if it's busy. Now, if you're wheelchair, you're going to get a separate. Uh, entrance anyway. You would still go through the exit because that's the uh, really the only way you can take a wheelchair into wheelchair. that attraction. But if you can stand I, I'm taking it if you you can get up the ramp and you have no problem with the ramp which is not ADA compliant uh, too steep but you know uh, but if you're like a, you're saying the autistic kid doesn't get to go in the wheelchair thing if he's w- walking around right there just, you're just saying there, he can't stand that long, so he might be mixed in then in that he you know line. again there there's a variety of different scenarios and they're going to have they're going to be working off a set of criteria on how they're going to handle different different call you know different situations on different events um, that's the I'm, way we've been trying trying to do it and it's continuously evolving to try to keep it from those that want to circumvent the system, let us say. Sure. I, I know um, that Disney's consulting uh, experts in the field of, um, I don't want to say handicap because it's not always a handicap. Sometimes it's just they're you know, ADA, a mental they're or ADA specialist. Yeah, well, one of them happened to be just an autistic specialist um, that they were talking to on the radio. Not necessarily ADA, but aut- specifically dealing with autistic right. Uh, uh, people because you know they could easily do this on pirates also I've always long said that you know they could easily mix into the line without using the ramp right up there by the um, by the doors yeah by or what it was uh, I forgot what that um, the little place that sells food there Royal called. Street Veranda uh, thank you you know they could easily have a, a place to mix in there for wheelchairs because once you get in there it is pretty wide no no wheelchairs you can't because you know you couldn't exit back out the same way you get the, the that's the one caveat you know if you physically got that wheelchair now yeah. what it, they're they're not trying to do anything to stop people from like if i just want to uh rent a wheelchair am i still getting backdoor access access if i'm paying no, for a they're, wheelchair they're they're going to i don't know how they're here the, this is going definitely into the area I don't know what the plan is and uh, it's supposed to start rolling out the end of next week so we'll probably get a little bit of a briefing over the next week on how things are going to start working but um, no they're going to definitely change it to where you're not just getting in front of the line that they'll you there will be a time point that they'll they'll time it whatever way 
so that you're kind of going equal to what the regular line is God, doing. This, the, the, you know, this is like finding out they can slice bread into individual slices. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> the, the irony is, and, and we've talked about this before, you go over to the Pirates of the Caribbean, you take a look at all the people that want to get in that wheelchair line, it is a longer wait to stand in that in the front line door. than it is in the regular line. <laughs> Correct. I know. Now, I take it like things like the dark ride and stuff. I mean, that's, you know, those lines are just not designed for um, uh, anything like this. So I, I take right. it those is where, you know, they're still trying to probably figure out how they're going to do some of those. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, uh, it, it's going on two fronts. The guest relations side who's going through the how they're going to set up the criteria on how they're going to make the how they're going to make the call on what type of assistance they're going to grant uh, and the attractions are each in in this it goes right into what I was saying why I don't tell people oh this is the way you want to do it because I tell them one way on one thing but it's completely different on another so if I send them to the you know if I tell them yeah you go through the back door over by pirates and they try going over to splash mountain it doesn't work the same way yeah um so i just tell them you go up to the right there's always a person in front of the attraction Agreed. yeah go see the greeter yeah and and they will take care of how you want to do it so each of the attractions is figuring out how they're going to work their own system out uh, now are is uh, indiana jones going to go back to an accessible queue uh my if i you, have if, seen okay if you read the I'm sorry to interrupt, Richard, but if you read no, no, the no, if you ahead. read the mice chat article or the mice age article, it talks about how all attractions that have ADA compliant queues will go back to making them go through the queue. Okay, even but here, even with their re- return time, they get to go stand in the queue. Okay, but here here's the problem with Indiana Jones is when they put Fast Pass in, they because they divided up the. The, that first ramp, it now is no longer correct. Yeah, I know. Compliant, so it can be compliant easily, but that whole fast pass bullcrap gets in the way. Though they, you know they still could do it, they just would have to hold more people outside. You know, they do have the you know the queue area there that they could hold a lot of people. I just wondered how they were going to address. Um, you know, even they could easily make haunted mansion. A accessible queue. There's no reason actually that they have to have two sides. They all end up in one place anyways. They can make it one wider one and easily be able to navigate the whole thing. And I don't think it's um, the change in elevation is drastic enough that it would not be compliant for wheelchairs and ADA. Just don't don't divide the queue so narrowly. Just make it one wider queue. And I think you'd easily uh, comply there. You know, now you got me curious because we just did a major upgrade on Indiana Jones. So they were letting the uh, cast members, before we had it opened up to the or actually at, right as we opened up to the public, they were allowing cast members before and after the park opening to go on it and ride it and see how what it was like. And I want to say they pulled the divider on when you go up that ramp up to the temple. They pulled that divider out. So that you could take an ECV or a wheelchair up there. Now, now I'm kind of curious. I'm going to have to go check into that tomorrow yeah, and see so if they, that's there or not. They still have fast pass on that attraction. Oh yeah, and it's, you still go up the ramp. But I seem to recall that they were like letting the fast pass just go up the ramp, and you're mixing in on the ramp because I think the ramp had 
the full width of the ramp again. Oh, so I see. So even though you had fast pass, you mixed in right away versus mixing in weight. Because remember the one, th what? I forgot how they did that. Did they For a while, they were mixing in fast pass way down inside. Right. Um, past the shrinking room, kind of in the rotunda area, they were actually taking those yeah, tickets. Yeah, and that's where they were uh, sending uh, ECVs and wheelchairs were all the way down into the rotunda. And that's where you got, you know, you went through the exit all the way to the rotunda, and that's where you got into the line there. Yeah. But I want to say I've I've started seeing ECVs going up the ramp again. So now now it's, I'm curious. I'm gonna have to go check that out. God, I'm almost giddy. <laughs> this is great. You should see. You know, I, yeah. it's just it's fair. You know, the, the whole thing about the accessible and ADA and the reason all that came into being is to make things a little more even and fair they just want to be treated the same as everybody else that's yes, the way they, the law is written yes they, they have a challenge so this challenge you know can be addressed in ways that you know are not unfair to anybody else put a ramp in here put something lower there i have no problem with that but to make it it's like people who drive around with the handicap thing hanging from their window that is a badge of honor to them because by law that is not supposed to be hanging there until you park. So you tell me if that's not a thing saying, I'm handicapped, look at, look at me, I'm special, I can park here. Now, some people are probably yelling at their, you know, their, their listening device right now saying what an asshole he is. But then don't hang it in your window when you're driving. It's not supposed to be there. Your well, vision is not supposed to be obstructed. obstructed. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, it comes down to the... Uh, it's turned into not an equal experience, but a special treatment. Yes. And, and Richard, is there any – sorry for a second. Is there any indication if – you know, like before, I was with an individual who one of them, I don't know, had some reason they couldn't wait in line. I, I don't want to, you know – Speculate. Speculate or, or – Say they, they shouldn't have it because I, I don't really remember the details and I don't want to call them out on it. But there was a large group of us with them, you know. And yeah. so is, is there anything about limiting the amount of people? Now, if they're all family, I get that. Or, you know, a group of kids are going together. But sometimes it gets carried away, you know. Yeah, uh, that, that was one that they have been trying to work on for a little while. I mean, there's always been the cases where, you know, how do you deal with large groups? I mean, even families. I mean, uh, what was it just a couple of years ago? Disney had that huge campaign on family reunions, and they were trying to get extended extended families to come visit. So you'd have families of 15, 20, 25 people there, um, and you'd have to make accommodations accordingly. So this goes into that whole routine of this is part of the criteria that Guest Relations is working on, on how they're going to be able to manage and set it up. And I don't they they have set things up in the past uh accordingly of course people have circumvented some of those things so they're going to have to try to set up new uh criteria and i have no idea how their criteria works I, i'm so happy they're doing this but i wouldn't want to be those people tomorrow you know or the day it goes into effect well okay it's supposed to go into effect on the 9th of october but it's long overdue. But you know those people are going to have to take. They're going to deserve every dollar and more they okay, make for a here's, while. Here's here's an interesting um, paragraph from the people who broke it. Right, 
It says, Guest Relations and Attractions cast members of both parks have already been scheduled classroom training for the DAS program, which is Disabled Assistance System, right? Through late September and early October. The Guest Relations team will get the most intensive training day as they'll be on the front lines of this new system as they try in real and expectations of annual pass holders used to having a guest assistance card with easy access to any ride they wanted. Staffing for guest relations is being beefed up as much as possible, beginning with rollout day on Wednesday, October 9th. And the security department has also been asked to help staff officers in guest relations centers in Disneyland and DCA to help with anyone who may get verbally abusive or threaten violence against those guest relations cast members doling out the more restrictive <laughs> DAS cards. Is, is that why you were asking um, Richard whether or not he knew anything or he yes. be trained? Because they're going to be so you're setting yeah. them up there because they're going to be thrown right in the front. Kind of. See, see, I now I was wondering if it, if that was where you were reading from because that has been a rumor, and I like to underline rumor that has been going around the park for the last what, two days. What rumor is that? Yesterday, that. Uh, Security. They're going to put additional security in the park at different attractions and at the not uh, guest a tra- not this doesn't say different attractions. It says L- listen, at the guest relations centers. What he, he yes, said. also been asked to staff officers in guest relations centers. Now, wherever they hand out, I cannot, I cannot speak for what management might think or do. And what I say today, what I say right now, can change 180 degrees tomorrow morning. But I have not been given any clue from any official source of any sort that we're that anything is going to be handled other than normal routine. Okay, now Richard, let me let me ask let me let me present the situation to you this way. You know what the how the guest assistance card was abused, right? right. You you're aware of that, and oh, you yeah. and you're aware of the entitlement mentality that many many annual pass holders hold. So when you combine the guest assistance card going away with uh-huh. the entitled annual pass holder mentality, would you, just based on your own experience knowing these things, do you think yourself it would be wise to put security people in places where these people are going to start being told no? Good question. Because Aren't me. Go ahead. Part of me wants to make a knee-jerk reaction and say, yeah, we need to put an extra people. But another part of me I want to say is because the news, you know, this doesn't go into effect for another week and a half. And we have had so much news out on it. It is something that's being sent out to all the annual pass holders on new things going out. Um, And... Uh, there has been so much talk on it because people have been asking questions as they've come into the park that I think by the time it actually is implemented uh, people will be ready for it as in they've already had their chance to express their opinions and their disappointment if they have any Um, I, I, I think they would just be that look that much more stupid trying to get into an argument over something they've known for the last two or okay. two weeks. Is, you, is your middle name Pollyanna? <laughs> I mean, no. I, I know you wear the rosy colored glasses, but come on, Richard, you know how people are. They're waiting for their pound of flesh because online gets them nowhere. But you got to know that some of these people think that once they explain their special situation. Then you're that just is gonna different cave. from yeah. everybody else. 
I don't know why you would necessarily call it knee-jerk to say, I don't want to say a knee-jerk reaction. It, to me, it seems like common sense for the first few weeks, at least while it's rolling out, or until no longer needed, that it would not be bad. And I personally, I wouldn't put it on an officer. It, I would put it, it on a supervisor who has far more authority than just a mere officer who's going to have to call for backup anyways. And, and, and you've just stated the case precisely. This is an operational issue. It's not necessarily a security issue yet. And they might have, in the mind of the company, they might be thinking that they are going to have a lot of their supervisors and managers out there. Heaven forbid I should say supervisor because they changed all the names a few years back to managers. Um, they're going to have all their managers out there at their various, you know, at the key attractions and everything to make those, you know, that ex explanation and take on that type of thing. So, again, it's the type of thing of... Yeah, but that's like saying I'm the park... Sure some, that's like saying the park doesn't need security until something happens because it's an operational thing. You don't need guys wandering around. You just well, you, you just threaten people when you have a bunch of uniforms walking around and, you know, jackbooted thugs. <laughs> just don't get them until you need them, you know? Yeah, my experience is the last thugs. three days. That's exactly the opinion on a number of people <laughs> in the park. But. Hey, I got to tell you, Richard, there is um, there's a girl that goes to my school, and I, I linked up with her on LinkedIn, and I noticed she works at the park. And so I'd sent her an email, hey, how's it going? You know, I see you worked at Disney. I used to work at Disney. And um, she asked me what I did. Said, you know, where, And her thing came back to me was she appreciated security. There's been a couple times. I, I think she works in um, – uh, sales or uh, 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 merchandise or something and gave security a good word that uh, she appreciates them being there. So I'll just to, to stroke your ego a little bit. Oh, thank you. Thank there you are much. people you who still appreciate security. You know what was also kind of nice? Um, this last Patriots Day, the last uh, September 11th, uh, they actually... Wait, wait, wait. Do we now call September 11th Patriots Day? Yes. About, have about I missed something? Ten yeah. years now, we've yes. called it Patriots Day. They, they officially, it's called Patriots Day. Yes. Okay. About I, ten some, years, Greg. I have never seen anybody call it Patriots Day. I always people say, "Let's remember 9-11. Look on your calendar. On my anyways, calendar doesn't say Patriots. Um, Day. it's official federal last, holiday. It's not a federal. It's not holiday. a federal holiday. It's a recognized. It's a federally recognized. recognized. And as such, what they uh, did was uh, at Disneyland was they, you know, on Veterans Day, we've invited uh, cast members that are veterans and uh, other veterans groups to come in uh, at the retreat uh, over in Town Square. On Patriots Day, they were recognizing first responders. So they had invited a number of police officers and firemen to come in, and they also had all of us in our division that wanted to participate go up there to be recognized along with it so that was kind of nice too that was it's interesting because kind of you know patriots day according no, to wikipedia no, no patriots day is anniversary of the american revolution patriot day no apostrophe yes oh my god really yes patriot day it's okay. actually technically patriot day and national day of service and remembrance oh my god it's a mouthful until it was just Patriot Day until September 10th, but it's commonly abbreviated back to just Patriot Day. It occurs September 11th of each year, does the memory of the 2,977 Yeah, I see Patriot, Patriot Day and National Day of Service. Yes. But you know, God, you know, no, I don't know if I, I'm not going to do this on air. I, I've got an observation that, you know, it's like, 
You know, it's like watching all the senators sing God Bless America on the steps of the yeah. Capitol. You know, so, <laughs> and the freedom fries and some of the other. So, all right, uh, so you when, you, when you get around, you saw the link that Tigger sent us, right? No, I don't think I got uh, that. Let's see. He sent it on... I told you I'm having issues with my cast. I need we need to reset my okay. My well, I know I know Shaft is also having issues. So, um. Anyway, yeah, he sent a link, uh, and the lady that this lady's blog is just fully wigged out about how her autistic son how she doesn't know how he can handle it. He can only handle two hours in the park at a time, and if this thing chews up ninety minutes, it's just so full of self righteous. I deserve. Special yeah, treatment because my kid's not, is autistic, and I'm like, okay, I know, I know it it's like, yeah, it sounds like one of the ones uh, Bill Carroll had on, on KFI. I I know it's a problem. I I know it's a very trying situation to be in when you're when you're when you're dealing with those things. So you never know what makes them have a, an issue. You know, you never know what sets well, them off. But and, and see, that's on. what's going to be hard for uh, Disney. Because uh, I don't say Disneyland, but Disney is that. No two autistic kids are alike. Uh, no. Some autistic kids could go all day. Uh, some are only going to be able to go for, you know, like say, she says, hers is two hours. Uh, don't know for sure. Um, oh, what is this? Stereotyping the IE. There was some article and mayhem going on in the IE here. I'll have to find out what that is for you, Mike, just in case. Yeah, you, there might be some violence going on in your area you don't know anything about. Huh. But anyways, um, yeah, that's going to be a hard one for them to go. And who knows, by then, maybe they're going to, some people will come with, here's, <laughs> they're going to have to come um, with doctor notes or something, you know. Yeah, that's, that's. Uh, I don't know how you can do that. Aren't, aren't they not allowed to require proof, are they? I I, I have know. no idea that's, that's... what the, the ADA and the, and the laws and stuff are, but, you know, Again, if you know they they've got consultants for autistic kids that you know say this and this one person. That's why I'm saying one person. Every person's story is going to be far more important than the next one. You know that's just that's just the way it is. People are. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we passionately explain why we need to return something and why it's against their policy. You know, we've all done it in a certain way, probably. Um, and I can. I'm God. You know, thank God I don't have a kid with needs and challenges. I, you know, that's it's it's a rough life to hoe. You know, but I, I'm not so sure. I, I heard some people say how therapeutic it is for their autistic kid to go to Disneyland, and I'm thinking if the kid can only handle a couple hours, is it that You know, um, is it that good and stimulating to him? I, I see it because I don't understand autistic autism very well my, my closest thing to it is richard so you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, and that's just it they, they, they're they're i think richard's study. more asperger's but that's a form of autism too so. munchausen asshole look up um, <laughs> look up asperger's richard you might you might see yourself there and stop uh-huh. eating on the mic uh but that's that's the whole thing is you can't just put blanket statements down, and that's why they're trying to they're trying to set up the whole criteria, and it goes to goes on a combination of they're ta- talking to a number of different you know a couple of different uh, advocate groups, but they're also just as important, maybe even more important, 
talking with the different lawyers that are involved on what yeah. they can Oh, I guarantee do. you there was a shitload of lawyers and, involved. And one thing that I was reminded I this goes into the earlier question about how much um, I might be involved on something like this compared to bringing managers out. There are certain things that has and you, you you said it that has to come from from management that just an employee of the company can't go in there and I was reminded of that on a completely different issue yesterday but and this is going to be one of those because you're talking about resetting a policy within the company and this is going to be something that when you're dealing with a person that might may or may not have specific needs and you're trying to deal with a specific uh, judgment call on it, that's something that needs to be left into the hands of management that you don't want to just leave in the hands of an employee per se. Yeah, because I mean, there's you, you one... Give the guidelines, but when you have to go beyond those guidelines and actually just say, yes, no, that's it, that needs to go into the hands of a manager. Yeah, I think this is a, this is a policy that's going to have to be um, somewhat flexible and not very, you know, real rigid to the other than the point that we're changing it. Not everybody, you know, is just going to run to the back door. But, you know, this one lady, this is an article from the AP that's on the KFI website. And this one woman says she takes her two sons. Both are autistic. I mean, that's what's what's the percentage of uh, chances that you'd have two kids and they were both uh, have autism. That's well, that's two of them. Well, that, that, that's a hard. That job. means okay. I'll say then on account of something wrong with your DNA. Yeah, maybe I mean four to four and six, and they're. She says they they can't stand in lines longer than a few minutes. But here's my question: If they can only stand in a line that's a few minutes, and you got an attraction like pirates that's fifteen minutes freaking long, yeah. minutes long, uh, you know I would have a hard time buying that if she said well because now they're entertained they're they're stimulated but if they're that autistic that they can only take a few minutes standing i can't see how you know sitting for a long time i don't care with what's going on how they could take that and then there was another guy who said that um his kids don't have the the cognition cognition is that right yeah uh to understand why the wait's going to be so long. And I'm thinking back to my days of just a normal child of four and five don't fucking understand. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Why it takes so long. So, you know. What do you we, mean four and five? I got teenagers now and they yeah. don't understand. Well, they understand, but they just, but you know. They're just in the They don't about. do it, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we've, we've got to the point that we've spoiled a lot of our kids in uh, and, and some ways. And the park has also... Uh, I have a hard time believing that these people never take their kids out to eat in a restaurant or other places where they spend a lot more time. And they have to wait. And they have to wait. And it's I, I, I want to well, feel sorry or not sorry. Sorry, that's not the right word. You want to be, be sympathetic to the situation, yeah. Yeah, or is it empathy? I want to feel some empathy for them. But I, I, I don't want to be taken advantage of because I do think it's easy uh, like when my when I take my grandmother places and she had the handicap, that's that's really easy to get used to parking close, you know. But hey, it just you know, it, 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 unfortunately, it was really taken advantage of. I mean, when we were kids, we never saw this, right? There'd be a there'd be a few wheelchairs around. There there wasn't 
uh, it's just it's just got way out of hand, you know. So it well what it goes on to what what you were saying earlier is that you know the whole purpose of the law, the whole purpose with ADA was to try to equalize things to become more inclusive to have those that have certain disabilities be included into the things that we just take for granted and people now take a look at it as an entitlement that I should be able to park wherever I want to I shouldn't and don't forget if you have a handicap placard you do not have to pay a parking meter that that really pisses me off because quite um, frankly so it's an entitlement to be and people use it to circumvent certain systems to spoil themselves on it yeah, that see to me that's one of those big wrong things, you know. You, we're allowing you to park anywhere, but now you don't have to pay that toll. What you can't, we can we can lower those things, like and, we lower other things for for you to reach. You know, there's no reason that you shouldn't have to put change in there. And what really pisses me off right alongside that is you go to the beach today. Well, maybe not right now, but you go down to the beach and you'll see the parking meters that are lined up there. And then you'll see the two handicap stalls that just have a post with no parking meter on it because you don't have to pay parking there. Yeah, but it gets worse than that, Richard. The those Anybody with a placard can park in any metered spot and not put a, anything in the meter. Abs- absolutely. Because you're a handicap. Yeah. So because you're a handicap, that means you don't have to pay for that parking lot like the rest of us have to. Yeah, and quite frankly, that that parking spot used to be for people who physically had difficulty walking distances or had the wheelchair, so they needed the ramp to be right there. You can uh, get that pass for basically any disability, and some of those disabilities may have nothing to do with your ability to walk and move around. It could be mental which well maybe you shouldn't be driving it could be heart related maybe you shouldn't be driving um <laughs> there's there's a lot of things you can get it for that have nothing to do with your ability to have easy access or park could, could closer be if, you know if you were blind i know a lot of people that still drive there uh, <laughs> well hey you know what there's an interesting thing actually there's there there is a story that goes along with that but i'll tell you another time and there's an interesting thing we know in our in our podcasting um realm that there are a few blind individuals or uh, they might not be totally blind, but they're, they're really limited on their sight and they have guest assist passes in this scenario. And, and it's, there's no reason they can't stand in line. Absolutely no reason. Cause very few of them actually go to the park alone. You know, they're usually with someone there's, you know, in my mind, they don't need, to go to the back door they are probably they're considered handicapped but there's no physical ailment that would preclude them from standing in line and that, and this is where people you know take us take something that was supposed to be able to be inclusive and they just totally you know screw the whole thing over and just screw the rest of us in the process yeah you know and, and, and I probably could have put. I could probably have put up with a lot of the, you know, gray area abuse, until you got to the people who were just out, you know, hiring handicapped people to get them on the line, get them through the line, taking advantage of taking far more people than really were with you, or, um, you know, just you know you don't need it. You just want to take advantage of it. Yes, you might qualify, but do you really need it? You know, I don't know. So. With that, 
That's about all I can beat that dead wheelchair right. And that's all it? I got to say about that. That's right. You, you, you don't want to shoot the carcass a few more times? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, I, I, I'm, I, I almost wish I had an annual pass right now. I'd go there the day it was implemented <laughs> just to see the fallout. You get, hey, my pop, I, get my popcorn, sit on the bench next to one of those things, and just see what happens. You want to sign in? Yeah, see. And what day is it? What day is it? Well, the eighth I, or ninth, ninth, and then it goes into full effect. Well, let's say they suspect that on the eleventh, when all the blackout dates end, and, and oh yeah, the real day to watch will be Friday, October eleventh, two days after DS begins, and the first day when twenty five thousand <laughs> plus annual pass holders show up in the evening. It's going to be ugly for at least a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be awesome. We should almost do a live show right next. Oh, to city and hall. hear what people say. <laughs> uh, oh, that that's two fun. weeks from today. That, that would be fun. Or two weeks but from I'll tomorrow. Also throw in, I'll, I'll also throw in that little two bits again. That this is something that they've been doing for the several months, according to what I've been told. So I'm just going by what I'm being told by uh, other people. Or. They've been doing this for several months over at Radiator Spring Racers, which is still by far the most popular attraction because it's the new one of the newest ones uh, between the two both parks combined, and it seems to have been working rather well to the point that they've gotten a number of guest compliments about it. So we'll see how it works out. All right. Well, we'll keep yeah. we'll keep uh, we'll keep our ears out, our eyes open. Okay, one more question for how long have we been going? Because I don't want to keep it going, but I have one more pertinent question. One for hour twenty-two, so it's okay, good, so it's good time to not wrap too up. bad. This should be quick. Um, uh, Richard knows who this individual is. It's a uh, dentist that uh, my wife works for that he goes to also. Uh, if anybody needs a dental referral, he is by far the best dentist I have ever seen, and you probably will ever see in your life. He is that good. Um, he asked my wife, and I don't know why, probably because she likes Disney. If she knew anything about, uh, he either called them Kingdom Key passes or Kingdom passes or something like that. And he had an impression there was some kind of pass you could either purchase or get now to where it gave you like um, five attractions you could, you know, like backdoor fast pass to. Have they come up with this, you know, you can get one fast pass that's good at, you know, five fast pass rides and they're not specific that you can either purchase or get through your smartphone. Has that been implemented yet? Um, I, there's nothing like that at Disneyland. Uh, I have heard, and this goes kind of onto the article we did a number of months ago with the new, uh, RFID bracelets and everything over at, uh, Florida where you can get on a, if you're, buying a multi-day pass and you're staying there in the bubble in the resort and everything you can get additional fast passes to where you can reserve a time even before you go take like let's say we're going to florida next week we can get on the computer now say we want to go on space mountain at this time on this day while we're there we want to go over a tower of terror this time on this day and it will be included in that uh rfid whether it's on on the bracelet or whatever, you know, your key card or whatever they're going to use on it. And while we're staying on the trip, we already have our reservations for which fast passes we want to use on the, on the, uh, uh, for the trip. So we'll go to space mountain at the, at the allotted time, go on whichever attraction is. 
and you can set that up as a reservation as part of your trip, even ahead of time prior to your arrival. Yeah. Okay. So nothing that, unless I don't think he's going to Florida. I, I don't see him really as a theme park person. I mean, he used to have a Club Thirty Three membership that he took the girls to, but maybe the kids were going and they wanted to know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing. I know a lot of people have been questioning if we're supposed to be getting it at Disneyland. The answer is not at this time. Uh, we just changed out all of our annual passes. Uh, my silver pass that I had just got changed out because the new technology, we had to get RFID chips uh, put into the passes for that very thing. If I was to go to Florida, I would need that chip to be in there. My old pass won't work. You know, but, and, that's, and that's funny that you say say something like that because it reminded me that, you know, the, the policy is trying to be enforced that it, as it was when I was there, is if you signed someone in, you were supposed to stay with them unless they were immediate family. And that is I, correct. I was listening to a new podcast called Drunk on Disney, <laughs> which oh, uh, with and it's uh, our friend Guy Hutchinson and voice actor, mainly voice actor, but I think he's actually live acted in a few things uh, named Dana Snyder. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but IMDb him if you want. So it's him and uh, Guy who was on our show. What? the last show or the show before i don't remember i've lost track and they've got two in the can right now and they had a few facts and figures if you will wrong here and there and you know these just like jump out at me sometimes when things happen and and i i it might have been dana or they talked to the guy who wrote the book um ears of steel I guess it's a new book, and he spent a lot of time in Florida researching and all that. But one of them mentioned that you had to even exit the park with the guest. And I'm like, okay, it's, they're, they're not, like, following you around to make sure you stick with them and, you know, make sure that you matched up exiting tickets or anything. Right. Um, but I just thought it was funny how people who don't maybe know exactly what the system is and don't understand it um, – but yeah. I thought I'd throw that out there because I thought you'd find that funny that, you know, as much as they want to enforce this, that some people think that they're checking it on the way out. Yeah. No, it's it, it's exactly the same. It's the exact same policy that's always been there. When you guys were both working for the company, it's the same thing. If I were to sign in my kids, okay, I don't have to be with them. They're immediate family. My wife, same, well, heck, my wife has her own card. But I, I can sign them in and walk away. But if I were to sign you guys in, I'm supposed to be your host. I'm supposed to be staying with you through the day. I can't just walk away. I'm supposed to stay with you through the day. Do I have to exit with you? Not absolutely. I might want to stick around later on. No, but, you know, um, when when you got diarrhea after eating at <laughs> Flo's Diner and you had to leave, I don't feel it's necessary that I also have to leave. So then no. I'm by myself, and that I think would be okay. Correct. And that would be the circumstance. Um, in the past, they kind of looked the other way a little times because we all kind of did it. We all signed friends in and just, you know, have a great day while I'm going to go down to the beach or do whatever. Uh, what happened is it got to the point that we've talked about it where uh, people were, once again, we got abuse of a system. And we had we literally were watching people with their main gate pass signing in two or three times a day different groups of people and uh 
sometimes money is exchanged. Sometimes we're just trying to be the good guy and just say, oh, we'll help save you some money and just sign you in or something like that. But it was well, quite, being Quite abused. frankly, isn't that obvious that, you know, if I was, I, I'm assuming, you know, in the old days, they put a rubber stamp in our cards. Easy to know if you've already been in today. Right. But I would assume and, on your, your barcoded ones, that if you came in, tried to come in for the second time and get a new group in, it should flash that you've already been through. You would think so. And, and, and wouldn't you just this, say, whoa, whoa, Nelly. You, you would think you know? so. And again, this is going into an area I'm not entirely privy to on how they work on how they work it out and everything and why it doesn't just flash red when yeah. you try to come in. But in it, whatever the case was, the abuse was getting to su such a point that they just came down like a sledgehammer and said, absolutely, going to enforce the policy. This well, is the they, way the they, policy is. They were, letting people, they were letting people sign in people in costume. Now, obviously, they're not now, sticking we, around with their family if they're in costume. And, and they're still doing that, too. Well, how, how can that work? If, if I was Because that was going to be the next question. Obviously, nobody can sign in in costume anymore because everybody can't be your family. Right. Um, you know... My excuse now. I'm, this is me personally. I'm just throwing this one off, you know, out the, you know, the backside there. I would say, oh yeah, I'm working right now. I'm signing them in, but I'm meeting them afterwards. They just, you know, this is the time they can get into the park. I don't want them just hanging out here. I'm, I'm going to invite them in and go out there. But that's me personally. But when I was talking about uh, signing in some cousins. Uh, a little while back and the subject came up in front of a couple of my managers and my director uh, I was told specifically straight from my director you will not do that he will you know he will throw me under the bus if, if I get caught signing people in and not stick, sticking around with them well uh, did, wait, so it was mentioned that well they're going to be here a little early so I might go sign them in in costume then I'll meet up with them again later and he says no you can't do that no, no, it, it was came up and mentioned that my cousins were visit, were talking about visiting from out of town, and I was going to sign them in on the day, not necessarily stick with them, just you know sign them in and go do my own thing with my family. It's like no, and I was told specifically, you sign them in, you're staying with them, or else. It's it, interesting because you know. if the policy is going to be go back, I don't want to say go back, but they're actually going to enforce the old policy, the old policy included. No signing in in costume. That is correct. That part they've kind of lowered and allowed that to go through. Well, I, I don't but understand how they can if because they can they're because to with them. they just go to that little policy and put a line through it, but they're enforcing the rest <laughs> of it. Um, but that, that doesn't. Even, I don't want to you know beat this. Don't don't. Mike you're trying to, to think. Up, but you're yeah, trying I'm, to think I'm logic. <laughs> you're trying well, to think logic. We're talking Disney here. No, I know. I'm, I'm just hearing your your director telling you he's going to throw you under the bus. Yet no, they're still it, it, allowing I, I, people to sign people in in costume, which obviously is not following the policy because they can't be with those people if they're in costume. Unless they're if I'm signing my kids in. Okay. Which I have done that a number of times. I've signed I, my kids in. I understand in that costume. that's probably possible, but when you see how many people actually sign people in in costume, that can't always be their family i just you know you know, like, I, you know fortunately i don't have to deal with it but no i know you the, don't the whole, I just, the whole thing is i just is find it ironic my, direct, my director was trying to point out the fact that we're supposed to be enforcing it we need to set the example that's why he he came I, I, down like a hammer 
I totally understand that. All right, wrap it up, Mike. You know, if, all you have to do is play music, and we stop talking. Hey, really? Because I know that if I do start it, you'll still talk over it, and then it runs out. No, I won't talk that long. But that's the way they always do it on radio. You know, the the guy starts the, the you know the producer starts hitting the bumper music, so they got to wrap it up quick. So, uh, okay, so here. just a couple real quick things. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> night is the first uh, Mickey's Halloween party. Hey, uh, Richard, 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 stop. This won't be posted for days, so tomorrow night's not going to mean anything to anybody. I know, but the other one I mentioned, we just opened up Market House and yeah. with the new Starbucks in there. I saw I that online. Really nice restaurant. So did that cut all the way back into the old Disneyana? Yeah, it, it completely t- took over in the old Disneyana. The and whole they- Disneyana? Yes. Even so the back, now, yeah. So it's now, and- now part of the gallery? No, no, no. Okay, so uh-huh. 40 seconds. The Disneyana has been moved to where the old bank used to be. Bank of America used to be. The new Starbucks. Isn't that the gallery? <laughs> what? Yes, that okay, was the see? gallery. Now it's Disneyana. <laughs> you say play the turn music it, and you'll start to stop. No, you keep talking. <laughs> I said, "Is did they move to the gallery? No, they moved to the old bank. <laughs> That's where the gallery no. is now. So there's no Disneyana on Main on on Main Street where it used to be. Both sections, the back and the front, are both gone. That is correct. Okay, and that store, and the storeroom, the storeroom that used to be there for both Disneyana and for uh, Market House are also built into. Wow, that's pretty big. So it's a big the store. Disneyana merchandise is now just part of the gallery. Right, and there is no Disney Gallery anymore. So the Disney Gallery is now called Disneyana? Correct. Correct. So they dropped the whole gallery thing. Interesting. Right, and if you, but they still have the artwork there and everything, and if you want to purchase artwork, you can purchase artwork. Gotcha, okay. Okay, we're on all. All right, you ready to try this again? Sure! <laughs> all right, so... Hey, what about the... No, yeah, they're very funny. Uh just want to thank you all for tuning in and listening again. Do you guys have anything else to say before we say goodnight? Answer no. better be no. Good. And surviving. So, and listening and surviving the show. I'm going to say goodnight. Hey, this is one of our few shows lately that had a lot to do with Disney. Good night. Good night.